Welcome back to another day of trading on Dynasty Wall Street, where every week we take three players and react to their value using the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Now, let's go down to the floor with our traders, Russ Fisher, John Bosch, and Kane Fussell. Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ Fisher, John Bosch here to use the Dynasty Trade Calculator and all of its trading, calculating, ranking goodness to help us talk about some players. And as usual, when Kane can't make it, John and I are just like, let's do more work. Why not? And we each took two positions, and that's what we're going to do. And I'm going to go twice in a row, and I feel gross twice in a row. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, I We are starting off with a guy that we actually had in our rankings list, I think it was two weeks ago. Nope, last week. It was last week. But you were a little higher on him than I was. We were both pretty low on him in general. But Kenny Pickett is in a very interesting spot. And I'm curious whether his age and what could only get better of a situation as compared to last year where it places him, uh, you know, in the quarterbacks around his value. And right now, he comes in on the trade calculator practically exactly even to the 108. So at least again, as of right now, it seems like we're making the choice between Kenny Pickett, Will Levis, or Anthony Richardson. If the other two quarterbacks go like 103, 104 in the draft, they'll probably move up in rookie drafts. But all we could do is work with what we have right now. Would you give John the 108 for Kenny Pickett? <laughs> We're doing the Kenny Pickett show without King. Purposely, yeah. <laughs> oh, that feels mean. That that feels very, very mean. I'm not giving the 108 for Kenny Pickett. No, I, I, I'm just not. Uh, like he's fine, I guess. Um, I, I don't have all that much interest in Kenny Pickett. I'm not at the 108. At the 108, I'd much rather take one of the – right now, I want the 108 because it gives me the option to take a quarterback that right there at that spot that is drafted to a place that I like better than Kenny Pickett's current situation in Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh Maybe. was a nice fantasy offense for a very long time. Um, it's gone downhill. <laughs> The offensive line seems bad. Najee Harris is definitely not what he used to be. Um, Deontay Johnson, do like him. And I like George Pickens. And I like Pat Fryermuth. So, like, there are some weapons. So, there is some upside for Kenny Pickett. But I'm not I'm not in at the 108. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not giving that for him. How low would it have to be? Maybe I just won and I was playing Tom Brady. So, I have the 112. And like, all right, fine. But if I'm going to use the 108 for a quarterback, once we get to the list, I have a feeling there's going to be others on this list that I would prefer to have over Kenny Pickett. And even if, let's say, I really needed a quarterback and I'm on the clock at 108, and Levis and Richardson, that second tier of quarterbacks, have already been drafted, well, that's fine, because guess what? Then a really good wide receiver just fell to me at 108. Like, that is my dream scenario. I will go get Derek Carr when he signs in Indianapolis or Washington or wherever the hell he ends up, and I'll play him for a year with my nice, shiny, brand-new rookie wide receiver. That makes me much happier. So 
God, no. I want the 108 easily. It's so much more flexible. I have a feeling the 108 can get me Kenny Pickett. Anytime between now and three years from now, if I give the 108 <laughs> for the one, like, I don't see a massive increase in his, in his cost. <laughs> so give me the 108. Yeah. If Kenny Pickett comes out next season and is a top 20 quarterback, because I think honestly, that's optimistic. If things don't vastly improve in Pittsburgh, then the one, his value won't go up much. And honestly, I don't see anyone trading away Kenny Pickett for at least less than the 108. Like, I really don't see that happening. I can't imagine. Fine. They can just have him. Well, exactly. But, you know, <laughs> like, we're trying to talk deal. about trading. Maybe there's people out there that do like Kenny Pickett. Well, I hope there's people that like him more than Kane. me. He's not on the show today. <laughs> it's Kane. Kane ranked Kenny Pickett lower. Unless I typed things in the wrong place, which I very much can, could have last week. He was lower on Kenny Pickett than you were. Oh, I don't think so. Kane likes Kenny Pickett. We we all ended up ranking him low, but I think in general, Kane just likes him more than I He likes him as a player much more than we do, for sure. Yes. Um, But like I said before, I don't see anyone trading him away for less than that. But when it comes down to it, he is a young, definite starter on a team that we have seen be smart. Like, that, that that's what I'm sitting here thinking about is is now the time to buy Kenny Pickett. Not at the 108. I don't want to pen the I, I'm I'm taking the pick also just to put it out there. I don't want to spend the 108. I was kind of hoping this would be a little lower. But also when we get to the list and you'll see why I think it really needs to be lower because here's the list. And I'm gonna spoiler alert this right now. Every single player on this list is ranked lower than Kenny Pickett oh um, calculator. I forgot to write it down. I meant to. I believe Pickett is around QB 17-ish on, on the on the rankings. So here's my list. Jimmy Garoppolo, Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, Matt Stafford, and Russell Wilson. Okay. Hmm. Oh, this is just the tier of quarterbacks I just don't like. I either want more expensive than this or dirt cheap, don't care, lower than this. Like, this is just the wrong tier of quarterbacks to go for, people, because they're not going to outproduce the tier that's lower than them, most likely. Um, at least not for, you know, Pickett's got longer term, maybe. But, like, just go for somebody that's cheaper than this, even, and just play year by year with your QB2 spot. And sure as hell don't play with any of these guys as your QB1. No, like, no, no. Yeah. God, no. no. <laughs> so. Like, even if you're going that route of punting QB, you punt past this and you go to the guys John was talking about. This this isn't that range you start in. Yeah. Like, you've really messed up if you've locked yourself into wanting to get one of these. You're going to spend more than you should. Because, <laughs> because I mean, they're just going to be more valuable than a Derek Carr or somebody like that. I mean, that's just how it's going to work out, but <sighs> go get Sam. How? <laughs> like, I mean, I, he's going to be cheaper and who knows? Yeah, Maybe we know. Oh, all right. All right. I got to rank him though. Right. Okay. Um, all right. I, I assume Stafford returns healthy. So he's my number one. Um, I'm going to put Wilson two. 
I am not a Russell Wilson fan. This is well known. <laughs> I am a Russell Wilson hater from a fantasy standpoint. But come on, Sean Payton wasn't going to come in there. Like there, there's there are weapons in that offense. They now have a coach that has to have come in knowing he's going to have to use Russell Wilson. So, like, why would he take that job if <laughs> if he doesn't plan to utilize what you can actually do with the weapons that he has? So I'm going to hope for some sort of a rebound to Russell Wilson. Maybe he gets back to the point where he's really good for eight games and really terrible for eight games a year, mm-hmm. you know, instead of just terrible for all the games. <laughs> like maybe he will be partially good. We'll get back to there where he used to be. Um, yep. So he's number two. I'm going to put Mac Jones, number three. And honestly, he could be number one on my list, depending on what I'm going for. The way I'm ranking this is guys that I want to start in 2023 as my QB2 trying to win a championship. If I'm just looking for a nice, safe, I think I think Mac Jones is the safest of any of these quarterbacks to be the quarterback three or four years from now on the team that he's on. Like, blah, safe. <laughs> That's Mac Jones. Uh, Kenny Pickett, four. Jimmy G, five. Because we don't know where he's at yet. But Jimmy G could literally land in one of the places we've already talked about, and he would immediately jump over Pickett for me. He should be less expensive mm-hmm. than Pickett. I'd much rather acquire him. <laughs> I yeah. would give what it takes to get Jimmy G right now and then just gamble that he lands in a spot that I like. And I'm okay with that. I would rather do that than spend the 108 for Kenny Pickett. Honestly, that's why I chose Kenny Pickett to sort of use as our main guy from this, just because... Yes, Kenny Pickett's young. Yes, we like the Steelers wide receivers and their tight end. And I I mean, I like Najee Harris enough, but there's there's other ways to go. And like you said, Mac Jones could be number one on your list. He is number one on my list. Yeah, he is young. He is safe. And they have an offensive coordinator now. And he's a good offensive coordinator. I don't think Mac Jones has like a top. 10 ish 12 definitely not a top like six ceiling whatsoever nope but i don't think any of these guys have that dynasty value wise but week wise i think stafford and wilson can give you scoring wise oh some some top games i meant production (laughs) next season yeah uh uh, mac jones could finish as a low end qb1 like this having bill o'brien can turn him into the kirk cousins we all sort of thought he would turn into yeah, I mean, no, on, those, to... on those weeks where there's six teams on by, he could certainly get in the wide receiver or the quarterback one range. And Kenny Pickett at the 108 is 19.9 points. Mac Jones is 15.7. We're talking around the 112 for Mac Jones, right? The 111. So I would rather spend the 111 on Mac Jones than the 108 on yep. Kenny Pickett. And also, I think things can happen quickly to raise Mac Jones values because we, we is a very general phrase. I was never super high on Mac Jones, but his rookie season, people were into him. The team was winning and he was doing decent enough through stretches that once people like someone in the first place, it's always easier for their value to get higher again. No one was ever super into Kenny Pickett. So it's going to be very tough for his value to go up. So for all of that is why I, without much thought, put Mac Jones at one plus I don't hate him having a, having him as a QB two, which I actually he, do he, have him on one or two teams. Even as if it goes up, like the the his 
Kenny Pickett's cap is never going to be the 101, the 102, the 103. Like those picks are always going to be another rookie quarterback in super flex that you'd rather take. Um, So like 108, maybe it's not his cap. How high can he get? 106? Like you're going to have to wait for, I mean, don't forget he was drafting what we thought was a weak year already. So we're going to have to wait for another weak draft class. And one that is again, weak at quarterback for him to get pushed up in value. It, yeah, I'm, I'm just it, not there. So. Yeah, I, I think that's where I am too. Um, I have Russell Wilson second for all the reasons you said. You know, it can't, it has to get better. Uh, Matt Stafford <laughs> three. Again, for all the reasons you had him one is the same reason I have him there at three. Like to me, these are pretty interchangeable, but Mac has the youth. And since both, uh, Jones and Wilson had that bump with the new offensive people coming in, Sean Payton and uh, Bill O'Brien. They both get that bump, but give me the young guy and the guy that hasn't spurned me so much in the past. That's why I put Jones up. Kenny Pickett fourth, Garoppolo last, for all the same reasons you said. But like you, the Saints had interest in Garoppolo. I would love for Garoppolo to go to the Jets if uh, they don't land Rodgers because it's a really good defense and he'll do the same thing he has done in San Francisco, and that should be more than enough for Garrett Wilson to do really well, and that'll bring back some Elijah Moore. I'm ready for that. But that's yeah. I mean, there, there's so many landing spots this off season. I I am interested in where the quarterbacks shake out. <laughs> like, I I already want there to be NFL free agency and the draft done. <laughs> like, I'm so ready. You know, I don't want to miss any of that. You know, it's all fun to go through it, but like, good God, I want to know the quarterback and the running back landscape because. It's going to change a lot. Well, I mean, we don't have that long. Three agencies in a month. We are close. We are close. I'm ready for it. Like you but said, I mean, I'm like quarterbacks, for. just as you go down the list, as soon as you get outside the quarterback one range, it's so uncertain. Yeah. <laughs> so it, uncertain. That, which like, is why I, just I go, like just talking about this now because I get that, especially you and quarterbacks, even in Superflex, don't mostly care when it comes to the lower end guys but i know there are a lot of people that play that some of them do like setting their lineup even if it is february and if not some people do still care about positional strength so i still feel like these guys are absolutely worth talking about if not for us but for sometimes we actually do things for the people that listen yeah so let's just keep a count here i'm gonna i'm gonna name teams houston you're keeping count right houston green bay Yep. That's not that's not a known. <laughs> San Francisco, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Washington. I don't know that Tennessee's known. I think it's Tannehill. Like seems like it should be Tannehill, but it's up near enough. Yeah. I de- they could definitely bring somebody in if there's an opportunity. Um, New Orleans, the Jets. As long as Stafford returns healthy, I think the Rams are set, but I mean there is still that like there's discussion for some reason, multiple years in a row now of Stafford and like career ending just because yeah, he retirement. wants to, which doesn't make sense to me, but it's out there and it's been out there. So eventually maybe there's a little flames to that smoke. Uh, we, so I think I said, Washington, Carolina. Um, did we, did, who else do we, do we miss? I mean, Seattle, I guess they're locked in with Gino at this point. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, um giants technically don't have one yeah giants Air, arizona like he, 
Kyler Murray's not going to be back in time, I don't believe, right? Like he's going to miss half the season. So Tampa Bay, the Raiders, <laughs> is it going to be? Is it going to be? Uh, was it? Um, Garrett Stidham. Garrett, yeah, Stidham. That's it. Like there are so many teams that need an NFL starter. Yeah. Just go, go. Don't overpay, but I mean, go grab Jimmy Jimmy G. Like, Wait, I need you to name one more team. That oh, needs a who, who did I miss? I don't know, but I need you to name one more. Cause to get the half the league, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fifteen. <laughs> <so far. laughs> uh, whoever gets hurt, yeah, there's gonna be someone. Yeah. I mean, somebody will get hurt, and there will be a Brock Purdy stepping in like yeah. that happens without trying. Every single year, yeah. I mean, without trying, you just named about half the league that either is uncertain or needs a quarterback. Like, yeah, we said the Giants, and again, I've been saying for months now, it just makes far too much sense for them to re-sign Daniel Jones, but they haven't yet. (laughs) So technically, he's not under contract on a team. So it still kind of counts, which is why I think these young guys that are stuck in their – stuck is absolutely the wrong – under contract for the next few years, I think do have value to them. Yeah. If you're not patient I, like me. I mean, you're not gonna you're you're not gonna bring somebody in to replace Mac Jones or Kenny Pickett right now. Exactly. Like they're good for this year. Those teams, those teams are locked with their starter for 2023. It could go wrong and they might get replaced mid-season. <laughs> we might see some Bailey Zappy or something, you know. Uh Trubisky. I mean, like both both quarterbacks. Had other quarterbacks start over them at points in 2022, correct? And I don't think it was always just injury-based, was it? Like, sometimes it was just like, okay, a little production, let's, you know, even Trubisky started at the beginning of the year, right? And then they switched. So it's not like, it's not like he came, uh, that Pickett just came in and, like, took this job by the reins and, Oh, no, Trubisky was terrible, so they replaced him, and then Pickett got hurt for a little bit, so Trubisky had to play again. Yeah, so... Neither guy has like a solid lock on the job, but for 2023, they're the leader. Yeah. Yay. That's better than half the teams in the NFL. All right. So this is, we're going to move over to running back. And I know there has to be a very weird, like a sect of running backs to talk about, to have John interested whatsoever. Oh God. And I think I may have found value low enough that you might be worth be willing to talk about it. Okay. So I want to talk about Khalil Herbert. Eh. <laughs> but wait. Okay. Like, so Khalil Herbert has this little bit of hype on his name because David Montgomery is a free agent. And Herbert has done really well whenever filling in for Montgomery being hurt. And because Chicago likes using one guy, even though I was worried once the new regime came in that they would go away from Montgomery to Herbert, but Montgomery still got a whole lot of work. So if they don't sign Montgomery, we are sitting here hoping that Herbert walks in to a somewhat featured role on a team with a Russian quarterback, and that helps the efficiency of your running back. So Herbert has been a second piece in a lot of trades where it's just, I can't find that gap. Like they're close, but I can't really don't want to do it one for one. Give me Herbert and we could do the deal. Like I've I've seen a couple of those since the end of the NFL regular season. So I was a little surprised at how low this is because Khalil Herbert is worth the two nine 
in rookie drafts. Seems high. I'll take the pick. Okay, so I was curious <laughs> if this was low enough for you to be like, let me just take a chance on a guy who is the top running back on his roster. Not maybe even trading the 2-9 for him, but like if you have him on your team, would you really trade him away for the 2-9? Probably. Okay. He's a running back. If I want to if I want to invest the 209 in a running back, guess what I'm going to do? Use the 2.09 to draft a running back in a few months that is just sitting there on the board and I'm like, "Eh, take a shot on this one." He's a running back that got drafted by a team he's not hurt. <laughs> you know? He's not I mean Herbert got drafted by a team and now he is the highest depth charted running back on that team. Yeah, Already. I mean, and it's not like he's old. He's it's not like he's been featured. He's not really been featured during his career. Like, so he's not a guy that I ever felt great putting into my starting lineup. I certainly had to start him sometimes. Was unpleasant. Um, <laughs> so, no, like I, I, I honestly, I'll, the two nine, I'd rather just take a dart throw at a wide receiver uh, and not use it on a running back at all. Like, but if desperate times came to it, I would rather draft a running back, a rookie running back with it, than somebody that's already been in the NFL and not found a a role that makes me feel like I want to start him. So what do you think happens to Khalil Herbert's value if free agency comes and starts, they don't sign anyone worthwhile, and then the draft comes and they the Bears don't draft anyone till day three? Like just, He's worth the 2.06 maybe? Dang, you don't think it gets any higher than that? Like, I, I'm not saying he's not, not to me. I mean, in general, maybe. But why am I going to gamble that I get that I get a return? The 209, like give up my 209 to get a guy that I hope I can get another second back for at some other point. Like he's well, not. No, gonna I already. Worth, he's not going to be worth a first. I already ever. started this conversation saying that you are not trading for Cooper. <laughs> I'm saying like just pretend you have him on your team. Okay. You know, like I to me the and like somebody offers me the 209 and I'm like. No, no, no. I'm going to hold out because one day I might get the 203. Heck yeah, 203. Let's go. But right now I can just get the 209. And then if I really want the 203, I can be like, okay, I'll give you the 209 and next year's second if I want to jump up or whatever. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, I would rather just, I'll take the pick right now. Okay, fair enough. See, I think if I would not bother sending the 209 for Khalil Herbert unless it was on the clock and there was just nothing I care about anymore, which I, I haven't dove deep enough to know who's going to be around at the two Oh nine. And I feel as if Kane were here and started listing players names, I wouldn't even know who they are yet. So as of right now, I would just hold on to Cleo Herbert. I would not bother trading the two Oh nine for him, but uh, in, you know, my preference of just clearing all running backs at this point. I would hold on to Herbert for a little bit before I bothered trying to get rid of him. And if someone came to me and said, I want Khalil Herbert, I don't settle for the two. Like right now, if I were to trade away Herbert, I would want something above the 205. So let's play out the little scenario that you've kept him. Or you you haven't. You did not go out and get him. You did not keep him. He was not on your team. He was on somebody else's team. Everything lines up perfectly, Russ. Week one, he even comes out, has a really good game. Week two, an okay game, and he's healthy. Week three, still healthy. 
what's it going to cost you to get in uh, September? It's not, it's not going to cost you a first. This still costs an early second. Yeah. So just give it at that point. All right. So if I can get an early second, I'll take an early second. I, I mean, yeah. But at you the should. 209, I'll still hold for now. But like that's, if that's his upside, is that even if everything goes so well, he's never going to be worth a first. I would just take the 209 right now because I, I think there's a chance that whatever I get at the 209 has a better chance to hit to be a first because it's that unknown. Of course. We, we see players get drafted in, in the end of the second. Not a lot. It's usually like one or two a year that get drafted probably after, you know, the 2.03 or four, uh, that, you know, the back eight picks of, a, of the second round. And like maybe one or two of them rise to being worth a first. I'll take the shot. <laughs> somebody's probably got numbers on it. We should probably ask Peter uh, next time you go grinding with Peter um, ask him to pull up those numbers. I bet you he has that. How often probably, does a guy, what? So probably, but I'm not going to remember to ask him that. Oh, you should definitely ask him. Okay, so find, out, find out how frequently, because uh, so, there is some, there are some, I mean, even Absolutely. if it's one a year, I would rather gamble that I'm going to hit the dart with that one a year than spend it on a guy that, I just know is never going to get there. He's never going to be worth a first. Okay, so let's talk about other players that are never going to be worth a first. Correct. My list is Tyler Algier, mm -hmm. James Cook, Khalil Herbert, Alexander Madison, and Brian Robinson. God, that's so many players. Uh, yeah, but these are all players that are either in spots where they are, at the moment, more or less the guy, yeah. Or in terms of Alexander Madison is either going to get signed by a team that wants him, assumedly. This or, is extremely easy for me. As Dalvin Cook goes to get old, then Madison might start getting more. No, probably not. Uh, this time has come and gone. He's old. Uh, so number one on my for list For you, is yes, but not for the NFL. Eh, so... James Cook is easily the number one on my list here. He's last on mine. <laughs> he's he's in the best NFL or the best offense of all these options. Yeah. Um, I think but he he's can, also the number two running back on his team behind. Yeah, I think his role can develop some uh, to the point where to the point where it can be better. I would have liked more from him as a rookie. Sure. Started but, a little bit at the end. Yeah, I think I think we saw we saw glimpses of him being used. So I I think he actually does of this list. I think he has a potential that if his role develops or if Singletary gets hurt or something like that, he does have that ability to maybe at some point be worth like a 2024 or 2025 first. I think he could actually from this group be the one that could get there. Okay. For the same reason Brian Robinson's number 2. <laughs> I think he's the next closest, and I don't think he, I don't think he can. He's probably capped at the two hundred one, like permanently. That he could, you know, his cap might always be. Well, at some point, maybe he's worth more than a second, less than a first. Yeah. So I don't know that he ever gets there. Uh, Cook, Cook has. I think Cook has the ability to get there if he catches some passes. If Josh Allen has to protect himself a little bit, if Buffalo wants him to be protected at some point. You know, and the, it, there, there are scenarios where James Cook can get there. Brian Robinson, number two on my list. Number three, Algier. Um, 
I am not really interested in going out and getting him or Madison or Herbert yeah, at this you're point. You're not interested in going and getting any of these guys. No, no, no. I'm not interested in getting any of these. But the first two on the list, I, I would entertain an offer if somebody sent it to me. I would at least look before I hit reject. Uh, but Algier, he comes in third just because he's a rookie and that offense has to improve. Uh, I don't know that they're going to spend the assets to bring in more running backs. They have other things they need to do. It would be very silly of them <laughs> to use a day one, so, two, or even early day three pick on a running back. Yeah, so he's he's number three. I have Herbert four. Congratulations. Herbert is not the bottom of my list. Alexander Madison is. Look, he. <laughs> if you're rooting for a guy to finally hit on his second contract, that is a bet I am always going to be against. It took 16 years, but it is finally Jarek McKinnon time. Yay! I mean, I will bet against every single running back hitting when they don't hit on their first contract, hitting on their second contract. I'm going to be wrong this contract. one time. Don't shoot, don't shoot it down. Like, at some point, it'll be wrong, and a, and a running back will have done nothing on their first contract to justify any fantasy hype. And then their second contract, that's when a team is really going to use them, and they're just going to light the league on fire and even if they do they'll be 27 or something like that. So like, see but i love this but like slip the name tony pollard in what you're saying and you're talking and that's exactly how, how i feel about tony feel. pollard i don't get it <laughs> i know right i don't tony get it pollard drives me insane we've had this discussion like i know i what do you expect you're expecting a guy that's been in the nfl now for what, like three or four years whatever it's been he's all it's always been this hype when he just gets his shot well, guess what? It was never going to be his time in Dallas because it was never going to work there. So, I look, I hope he goes out and gets a massive contract. I am rooting for that. But I will continue to bet against a second contract running back increasing in dynasty value ever. Like, I don't get the Tony Pollard stuff at all. I just, I don't. So, in... I don't even know what to say. Hilarious course of action. I have the exact opposite of your list. Nice. Um, see, I, I sort of did this in a little different way than you did because you went on the chances of them increasing their value high enough to be a first or to be worthwhile to have on your team to be able to trade them away. I put them in order of people uh, of having them on my team already and the likelihood of being able to use them once the season starts. And to me, that's Madison because whenever he has stepped in for Dalvin Cook, he's done well enough. He has done well. He did really well like two years ago when Cook was mistimed towards the fantasy playoffs and people were riding Madison. It, yeah. Again, well enough. And none of these guys are worth anything that you'd have to actually go and trade for again. So like that's why I tried to put them like this on my in my order. Khalil Herbert next because – if they don't go out and spend capital on a running back, which I think should be pretty low on their priority list because they need to draft six linemen and six wide receivers and then on some on defense, you know, before they should worry about a running back. So I do think Herbert will be very usable this season, not a running back one, but we didn't often expect Montgomery to be a running back one. It just sort of happens every once in a while. Uh, Tyler Algier next because they used him a lot. And while I don't expect the offense to look anything like it did this year, if they are smart and don't put any capital or dollars into a running back, it'll still be Algier. Brian Robinson next because I like him. I think he can do well enough. 
it will always be him and Antonio Gibson. Like Robinson will never be the guy there. It just and splitting carries in Washington isn't really enough to make me care super much. James Cook, I put last, and I might be wrong, and I'm cool if I am wrong. He was you. You already spent way too much to get him on your team in the first place, and his value is never going to get that high again. And I don't think I have it, him on any teams. I don't have him on any teams. Uh, act, that's a lie. Um, I have one lead where we do our rookie draft before the NFL draft. Yikes. So I got I got James Cook in like the fourth. Um, I can't check right now either. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, MFL is down doing the rollover. Thank you, rollover. <laughs> uh, but this is also the same train that Devin Singletary rode, where he didn't do much his rookie year, and then things happened towards the end where he started to look good, and he was pretty decent ever since, but his value never went up. No one ever wanted to trade for Devin Singletary. So even if James Cook does start to do well, I don't think his value ever changes, and I don't... And, like, I don't know. Buffalo running backs. Who cares? So finally, you get to start talking because you took wide receiver and tight end, so now we are up to wide receiver. So who do you got for me? Juju. Oh, when was the last time we talked about him, Russ? So 96. Okay, so it actually hasn't been that long ago. That was a couple months ago. I think at that point then, that was when I brought Juju to the show. Pretty sure it was me saying, add Juju. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, I add Juju for the playoffs, like a, for fantasy playoffs. That seems like it was probably around that time, right? Oh, it was, three, I it, was. Oh, it was more than that. I think it was. Nonetheless. 13, 14 weeks ago. I'm bringing Juju. The dude's 26 years old right now. He's still so young. He wants to be back in Kansas City. Kansas City's got to want him back too. October like, 31st, by the way. Um, okay, that, and that's that's right before a lot of people talk about that evil deadline thing, which is horrible. Yep. Nonetheless, not not the conversation. You are not going to have to convince me at all. I love Juju. I have him on a bunch of teams. 14.6. It's the 112. I can probably say again, I don't I don't know how I feel about a lot of these third-ish tier wide receivers, the Zay Flowers, Jalen Hyatts, all of these guys. Like I don't know. I think the like we're in at the 112, you're at that place where you're in almost role player territory. And like this is where people should have seen Sky Moore go to the Chiefs and be like, oh, I should probably let him fall a little further. I should probably uh, have just picked up Juju. Exactly. Uh, which you didn't even have to pay a first for Juju nope. before last season. You probably still don't now. But uh, I mean, according to the calculator, you do. The one yeah, doesn't mean that's what happens in the real life. Uh, but I'm I, sorry. I, I, I'm actually rounding. That's right. It was one. It was it was slightly less than the 112. So you are correct. But when I typed in the 201, yeah. it was like a four point drop. Oof. I mean, <laughs> I was like, it's not wrong. Like there's not. that big psychological difference between the one. It and is. The two. It's a huge psychological difference, despite the fact that the player you want at 112, you can get that player at the 201 a lot. A lot. Yes. But, but boy, it, it it is a difference. You're right. I, I have a feeling that if those are the wide receivers on there, and if I earned the 112, and I am, for the sake of this show, stuck in a choice between shiny new toy wide receiver that might do something. And just give me Juju Smith-Schuster to my already good team. I am taking Juju Smith-Schuster probably every time. Unless I end up falling in love with a player around there. Because don't get me wrong, like, you know, I, I point, like, you you know, this is a YouTube show or something. But I still have my giant T. Higgins poster behind me. Who was drafted at the 201 in 2020 drafts? 
if there is a guy I end up loving, because him and Pittman were the 201, 202 in most of my rookie drafts that year, maybe there's a guy I fall in love with as the draft season goes on. But right now, Juju just makes so much sense for your good team already at that point. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I would try to get le- for less. Like, I would try to give two seconds. Of course, I would not send like, a first if I don't have can, to. Can I give, you know, an early 23 second and my 24 second? I oh, would I, much I would rather do that. <laughs> like, that's definitely where I'm going to start. And if they come back and say, nope, you have to give the 112, I'm going to be like, okay, all right, throw a third back my way. I'll like, give you a third back and deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll begrudgingly, you know, I will begrudgingly do it. I'll give my 112, but you're going to have to give me back a third or something. Yep. Um, you know, like, <sighs> the worst outcome is he goes to some other team, right? And he doesn't, and he's not back in Kansas City. But like he, I never felt bad putting him in my starting lineup week to week. Um, we play in these leagues where you start 10 players and a lot of them end up being wide receivers. On any given week, somebody can catch balls from Patrick Mahomes and have a boom week. Uh, so I always want, I always want that. And I, I think people think Juju is already past his prime. He his, you know. His career is, he's been around for a while. He's been a disappointment to people. I don't get that. I mean, he didn't live up to what the early expectations were, but that doesn't mean that he's not still a productive, nice piece to have in your fantasy lineup. He's had such a weird journey through the NFL, but also let's not pretend that when Juju was a top 10 wide receiver production-wise, that Ben Roethlisberger still had the talent he had five, seven years ago. I mean, let's not pretend he was doing well with a great quarterback. So Mahomes is a great quarterback, but that's not that's not the system that anyone but like Tyreek Hill and like and Kelsey do well in. Like that that's not meant for Juju. So I'm ready. Even if he goes somewhere else, I won't think it would have to be a very bad choice, which he gets to choose. Yeah. He's a free agent. So he would have to choose like a very, very now, bad place, which I hope he won't. For yeah, it's I mean, just and, be awful. Plus, plus the dude, I don't know. Like I think I, he's gonna choose. He's gonna choose where it will set him up to have fun and success. Yes, like, like I don't think he's going to just go and try and get the bag. <laughs> like, like he deserves it, but I don't think that's. I don't get that. That's his motivation, right? Like, there's certain like you feel weird playing that. Plus, I want every player to go get every single penny. Oh God, yes. Can. Because they deserve it. Yeah. But every once in a while, there's a player that you're just like, I think he just would rather play for the right team because ever since the very beginning, he was making so much money on the side with all endorsements and with TikTok and all of that stuff yeah. that getting that extra $3 million might not be the biggest thing in the world. Don't get me wrong. I want he every still is. Million. I mean, he still makes a lot of money off the field too, I believe, with like all yeah. the gaming and stuff that he's involved yeah. in. 100%. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think he's a, a very safe receiver. I'd be okay spending the 112 on it. All right. So what's the list? All right. The list. Juju, Keenan Allen, Gabe Davis, Marquise Brown, and Amari Cooper. Keenan Allen, who also could be (laughs) choosing where he wants to play next year, apparently. It'll be so sad if that happens. I I don't even know how to. If he gets cut, I hope he's like, okay, well, how about we just restructure? I'd like to, I'd still like to play here. I I really like it here. (laughs) What do I have to stay here? Okay, so I have four signed jerseys. One of them is T. Higgins right behind me. Trade rumors. Calvin Ridley, 
traded Allen Robinson. He's on his third team already, looking for his fourth. And Keenan Allen. I really just had my faith that Keenan Allen was just going to make it a career on the Chargers. Like, if anything else, that Keenan jersey will always be relevant. And I will just be sad if that falls out. Also, I've been far too lazy to hang any of them up. Like I said, I was pointing behind me to my Higgins poster, which is framed and just standing on the floor behind me. Okay, so my list is going to be... I'm going to put Marquise Brown first because I like him. I think he has a scoring upside higher than Juju does. Especially if slash when Hopkins is gone and depending what they do at quarterback, but definitely once Kyler comes back, I think Marquise Brown is easily at the top. I'm going to put Juju next. I don't think that might, I don't think, I don't know if that's the right value call, but that's where I will put him. And then I'm going to do Keenan Allen because I love Keenan Allen. Mari Cooper is like the same thing as Juju Smith-Schuster. And playing for an extra two years and is probably the same age. <laughs> I think there's probably a year or two, uh, 28 to 26. There's two year difference, but it just, Amari Cooper will forever be 24 and Juju will forever be 19 to me. And that leaves Gabe Davis on the bottom. I like having Gabe Davis on my teams. Like you said before, we're starting like 10 players. Gabe Davis is that wonderful wide receiver four or five on your team that won't kill your team, but has that four touchdown upside for no reason whatsoever. So I'm not, I, I don't want, I like Gabe Davis. I just like the, the rest of the players are more dependable besides him, even if Gabe is the youngest. I have Juju number one. Yeah, I figured you would. And um, it, I thought about it for about three seconds before I'm like, no, nah, I'm just putting Hollywood. Yeah, he was definitely not going to be number one on my list. No, he was not going to be number one on your list. <laughs> not even close. Uh, Juju number one, already talked about him. I have Gabe Davis too. Yeah, I get it. It is the youth. It is that he plays with Josh Allen. I get the negatives about him that there are going to be weeks where you have a zero from him. I mean, I don't think there's going to be a zero, but I, I think you're looking at a floor of maybe three targets and you just got to yeah. hope that he takes one of them for 60 something yards and a touchdown. Exactly. And I'm okay with playing like one of those receivers in my lineup each week because the weeks they hit, it's huge. Like then you don't have to care about the rest of your lineup that week. I don't want to have a whole lineup made of those. But if I'm starting 10, I am okay with one of these receivers being somebody that has a range of zero to 40. <laughs> like, okay, like that's fine by me. And if I, on the weeks that they don't hit, I'm going to have to hope the other nine players in my lineup. Look, MFL, I love the rollover. I'm so excited for next, for the picks to have numbers to them. I want to look up stats and I can't right now. And it really just hurts my soul. I know, I know. But we are, we are recording during downtime and we are excited for the rollover. Yes. So we're fine. Um, I do actually have Marquise Brown three. I'll take it. I'll tell you what. Take not bottom half. I wish Keenan Allen was like two years younger. I know. (laughs) Uh, Because unfortunately he ends up bottom of my list and it's only because age that Marquise Brown and Amari are above him. Like I have Amari fourth. He is 28. I looked it up. He is 28 years old. Yeah, I know. But he still has at least a couple years left. Deshaun Watson's got to be better than he was at the beginning, during this year. Um, give him a little time to be back in the NFL training camp. For sure. I don't know that he ever returns to what we what he once was, but he certainly can't be as bad as the Browns were down the stretch. Like, that yeah. was ugly. It was bad. Darn. Oh, well. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think Amari will be the benefactor of it. So he's fourth. Should Keenan be. fifth. 
I hate that. I know. Like as soon as he gets cut, I think I want to go offer every like like those like some second round picks that all I have, uh, you know, like where I'm I finished in the playoffs, but I didn't win something, you know, and I'm sitting at like the two oh seven and stuff like that. As soon as he gets cut, if in fact the, they do cut him, I am offering that two oh seven for Keenan Allen. Yep. I'd be happy to give that uh, and then just hope that he signs somewhere, plays out a good year or returns and plays a good year, you know, and I, that's exactly what I want to use my late seconds for. Yeah. All right. I mean, tight end. Let's run through tight end. We are 45 uh, minutes in. You don't want to do that for Khalil Herbert, but you'll do it for Keenan Allen. Okay. That's fine. S- correct. I would much rather, I would much, I would <laughs> yes, much rather invest in a exactly wide receiver. Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. If you give me the option to trade Khalil Herbert for Keenan Allen right now, I would do that. Oh, yeah. I might I would I, easily I might do that. Try that now that we're talking it out loud. Like, yeah. Why would I want to keep a running back on my roster when I could go and turn it into Keenan Allen, who even if he has to switch teams, he's not retired, <laughs> and he's the type of receiver that's going to be productive enough to be a starter for me until he's not playing. You know, I mean, I still played DeAndre Hopkins most weeks when once he got back, you know, and I'm fine with that. Like, I, I don't mind playing old receivers. They still can put up production for me. Okay, tight end. I, I hate tight end. We all know this. It's we so all, bad. Yeah. Um, I the you talking about Khalil Herbert made me uh, think about the tight ends that I had written up, gotten ready for this week. Like, I just don't want any of them. But getting in. I will pay up for the elites. I will pay up for Andrews, Kelsey, Pitts. I'll spend a little bit for, you know, Goddard and Hawkinson. Uh, is that it? <laughs> is, is, that, is that all of them? <laughs> like, are there others that I would give that I have any interest in? No. I mean, Fryermuth, I guess a little. Kittle, maybe a little. See, like, Kittle, very... I will, but... Again, Kittle's at the uh, Gronkowski point where you just have to accept that he is not going to play every single game. But when he plays, you're going to get a top three. Which is why I'm not super interested in him. And I'm not interested in Fryermuth because, you know, I don't like Pittsburgh's situation. Pittsburgh, yeah. Nonetheless, if I can't get one of the top three and then I also get shut out on the next two of uh, Goddard and Hawkinson, at this point then, I'm just going down the list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going deep and I'm just like throwing – I'm gonna. I'm going to throw third rounders around and be like, "Here's here's a here's a couple thirds. Like, give me this guy. I'll try." Now the player comes in at the two ten, so a third might not get it done. Maybe a couple Ooh. of thirds does. Two ten. I would not give this for a tight end. I'm going to go into that saying it. Jelani Woods. I like the idea of Jelani Woods. Me too. But is it only the idea of Jelani Woods? <laughs> like, um. I, I would, he's a guy who I already have on some teams because I drafted him as Same. a rookie. Like, I mean, I spent all, I think I've spent a lot of third round rookie picks on him already. I would yeah. continue to spend third round rookie picks on him. I'll send three third round rookie picks. I don't care. Yeah. Like third, third rounders, I don't care. But he is a guy that I would like to have on my roster. I'm not giving a second, but I would give a few thirds. Like, so I would like to add him. What about you, Russ? Would you give the 210 for Jelani Woods? Yeah, like if I'm going to give the 209 for Khalil Herbert, I'm definitely giving the 210 for Jelani Woods. Say it's literally the same thought process for me that I'd rather have the dart throw on hitting the one guy 
in the second round that rises up to be worth a first. Jelani Woods not going to be that. All right, I'm going to give you the list real fast. It's four players. It's Jelani Woods, it's Danny Belly, Kate Otten, and Isaiah Likely. These are all young tight ends. Like, we saw some involvement in production from each of them this year. I don't think we ever saw them <laughs> consistently producing to the point where you felt really good about putting them in your lineup or they were hurt from time to time. So you couldn't put them in your lineup. What do you got here, Russ? Oh, real quick. I wanted to go up. I forgot to look up uh, October 31st. We had, when we did Juju Smith-Schuster, the only person on there that was in the same list was Amari Cooper. And all of us put Juju above Amari Cooper and we still did that. Oh, good. That, that's all we could really compare on the two. They were very different otherwise. Uh, my order is the order you read it in. I like Jelani Woods. He's insanely athletic. He had a game or two where you just saw that he could be a thing. Again, that... Uh, I know there's a lot of rumors of Will Levis going there, which I don't even know how to feel about that, but I'm cool spending very, very little on Jelani Woods and giving him those two, three years of just sitting on my bench and hoping he becomes a thing. Daniel Bellinger, second. Uh, he, Him and Daniel Jones were doing well together. I probably should put him first because I do think he is the only one that is right away usable on this I list. Did. I did. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it probably should be the right answer, but I don't think he has near it the is. upside that Woods would oh, have yeah. if he were used. That's the only reason I kept Woods up there because you're dart throwing at this point anyway. And Kate Otten, and I only put him third because Isaiah likely has Mark Andrews ahead of him. And Kate so, Otten has, is I think Cameron Bright still there? I don't, I don't think he's ahead of him. <laughs> exactly. Like there's nothing else there. So that, that's why I put him third and likely fourth. Like the more I'm talking about it, you probably should have Bellinger ahead. But if I'm that low, I think I'd rather. I'll shoot for the upside. Shoot for the upside of Woods than settling on Bellinger. Like if I'm building a team, I'll take Woods. If I had Kelsey and Kelsey, I'm not going to say those words out loud. Yeah. I would go get Bellinger he, because I he was to. he was on he had a bye week and then took a couple weeks off for fun or something. Yeah. Like he wants to go on a cruise and the yes. and the Chiefs are just like in the middle of the season. We can't like, say go no. for it. Just be go back for, for the it, playoffs. Man. We don't care. Yeah. Exactly. Give me Bellinger there, but I, in general, I'll put Woods first. So I have Danny Belly first because <laughs> I do think um that the quarterback situation is the most solid one that we know of. I think he's going, you know, I I I don't think Daniel Jones is going somewhere else. I think he will return to the Giants. Russ has been making this point for a while. It makes sense. They did seem to have some sort of connection. Does Bellinger have a massive upside? No. Could he be Dawson Knox? Maybe. Probably. Like, <laughs> but that's startable. That's startable right now. That's not a bad. That's not bad. <laughs> like, I could. he could be Dawson Knox. The value is never going to like skyrocket or anything, but you can at least start him at tight end. Um, two, I have Jelani Woods, and it was it is for the potential. The the rest of the, the next three guys, look, I have I I feel like Isaiah likely should also be a very well known. What's going to happen with his quarterback? But I don't know what the Ravens are going to do here. <laughs> this no, yeah, they're, they're, it's like, it's weirder than it should be. It is definitely weirder than it should be. The fact that he has gone this long without getting a contract that he so clearly deserves. Like if you need any more leverage, look what the Ravens are with him, 
with Lamar Jackson. Look what the Ravens are without him. Literally, that's what he should do. He does not need there. He doesn't have a representative because he can walk represent himself and just walk in and go, look how good the team is when I play. Look how bad the team is when I don't play. Yep. This is what I want. Give it to me or we're not going to have a deal. Like that's all he, Lamar Jackson should just say that every single day. He should tweet it every day, Instagram, everything. That's all he should do is just publicly keep saying the team is really, really good. Probably a Super Bowl contender when I'm here. When I'm not, it's terrible. <laughs> like, what do you want? You just pay me. So in theory, Isaiah likely should have a pretty solid quarterback. And I, I'm not afraid that Mark Andrews is in front of him. Because what are their other receiving options? Bateman? Bateman. Like, okay. That's not bad. Like, like, yeah, there, there are no bad. Lot, but also they're going to have a new offense. Correct. Now, thankfully, about time. Or maybe they do start using multiple tight ends again because don't forget they were for a while like a four tight end four tight end offense. Yes, there is no reason that likely can't see the field while Mark Andrews is on the field. Yeah, because they don't have like <laughs> they're not the Bengals that have you know three wide receivers and a running back coming out of the backfield <laughs> to to catch the ball a lot. It's mostly Lamar Jackson. Yep, <laughs> that's their offense. But there's nothing to say that they can't use. Isaiah Likely, who is clearly a talented receiving talent, like deserves to be on the field getting balls thrown to him. So K dot in fourth. I I don't I he doesn't really do much for me. I, maybe his upside is Cameron Brait. Like yeah, more or less. I, I think Isaiah Likely and Jelani Woods actually have some sort of productive upside. Uh, I'm trying to think who we could, I mean. Maybe they could end up having like an Ingram-like season like he did this year, finally, yeah. you know, after several years and things came together. It was in the right situation and it just, they used his talent. <laughs> Maybe see, that happens I, for those two. I could see Isaiah Likely in a year or two becoming what Dallas Goddard was when Ertz was getting a little up there. Yeah, Not that Andrews nice. is going to be a little up there in two years, but... Maybe the contract is enough that they need to move away. Like we're sitting, all right, maybe Andrews goes or maybe likely gets they to go. They paid $85 million for Lamar in two years because they franchised them again and nope. and they don't actually <laughs> yeah. kidding. He deserves you, You're not super <laughs> off. <laughs> I don't think he's asking for that amount a, a year, but I mean, he should. But uh, yeah, maybe they just can't afford Mark Andrews at some point and then likely exactly. can slot yeah. right in. So that. To be fair, that is something, to be fair, that is not something I really had in my mind when I was thinking about it, and that is a very good point. So tight ends, go get, just just spend. Just just pay what it costs to go get Kelsey or Andrews or Pitts. I can't believe I used to not be on that boat. Like, I can't believe I used to say, just stream the lower end, guys. No, it is. I I used to do that, too. and, And then I realized, not only is it just so nice to not have to deal with that, that's then really you get great. like three or four more roster spots to spend on running backs. Yeah, because I don't like to invest in running backs. I end up investing a lot of in cheap one running backs. Give me a Khalil Herberts in like six to seven months. Uh, I'll just stash them on my. I'll throw them on my bench. If I have to play them, I have to play them. Um, but because I, if I have a stud tight end, I don't have to have five or six tight ends on my dynasty roster. Usually, places where I have. Kelsey or Andrews or Pitts, I have like one or two other tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, there's no, I'm not going to invest anything in it. Like I don't have to, it's not a cost I even have to consider because I know which one I'm putting in my starting lineup every week. So why bother investing in any of the other ones? 
take a couple dart throws, put them on your taxi. If they, if they pan out in a year, good. If not, cut them and do it again. It, yeah, that, that's if, if you ever have more than one tight end when you have someone like Kelsey or it's those guys that will have the opportunity like Isaiah likely to just spike and you'd be like, okay, I could trade him now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that is it, right? Yes. Long show. We are closing down the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. We are tired now. Uh, Russ Fisher at Dynasty Outhouse. John Bosch at John Bosch FF. Kane Fissell at Debbie underscore Kane. Ring the bell. We are out of here.